Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's Doc, just noise. Got King Dre, M. Greasy on the numbers. What's good? What up? Bringing you a Super Bowl edition. Super Bowl is an American pastime, so we want to jump in and give y'all a quick rundown of the top 10 Super Bowl teams that we've seen and some of the best teams in NFL history that have gotten that thing done. While the NFL is on a hiatus, we figured this would be a good time. So here we are. Don't forget to check us out every Friday night, Anchor. At Anchor FM, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. That's on eight p. That's at eight p.m. M. Greasy, King Dre, how's it going? It's good. All man. right, all right. I'm a little special. I'm trying to recover, man. Mm. Right, 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 right. I get it. I get it. I my get heart it. is my heart is broken. I get it. What are you talking about, Michigan? And this is a. Hey, this is a. He's still, he's still hung over. <laughs> he's still hung over. Still hung over man. You still hung over? I mean, the Super Bowl is in February. The college playoffs is in January. You still hung over? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I mean, uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. But let's jump right into it. Uh, what are some of the great teams that you guys have seen, you know, just thinking back to the years mm. and years? Mm-hmm. Well, before we get into the list, I'm, I'm going to give some honorable mentions. Mm. Throw some, uh, I'm pretty sure you guys uh, might have them on your list, but honorable mentions on mine, uh, like the 83 Raiders, uh, 89 49ers, uh, you know, just just, this uh, outstanding ball clubs. uh, uh, You know, 99 Rams, you know, that that was solid. Uh, You know, greatest show on turf. uh, you know, the Packer teams, they, they, they were good, you know, uh, winning the first two, the Jets team, 68, uh, name it, calling it, uh, you know, over the Colts. That was a great Colt team to beat. You know, the Colts finally got it done in 70 uh, when they beat the Cowboys. And uh, that was the first Super Bowl that had a, a defensive player that was Super Bowl five. Uh, first Super Bowl that uh, defensive player won, uh, Chuck Howley. Chuck Howley. Yeah, it was the first. And then the second Cowboys Super Bowl victory was uh, Harvey Martin and, and Randy White, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, you know, they've done something very interesting uh, as far because nine times out of ten, your Super Bowl MVPs have been quarterbacks. Uh, we had receivers winning like uh, Swan uh, in a Super Bowl ten, Belichick Super Bowl eleven, Jerry Rice Super Bowl twenty three. You know, but uh, I'm interested to see what you fellas got on your list. Uh, <laughs> any teams y'all got for honorable mention? <laughs> no, I ain't even I ain't even go that far with the honorable mentions. But you know what? I'll kick it off. I'll give y'all my. I'm gonna give y'all my list and then I'll let y'all take it from there, man. See how y'all feel about it. There's one team on here that that I can truly say that I did not get to see play, but I won't lie to you. This is this is the this is the sole reason why I picked them. Y'all probably gonna laugh. It's gonna be a shocker. Hold on, played Madden. When I played Madden with these boys, woo-wee, these boys are alive. 1966 Green Bay Packers. Yeah, that's my number 10. <laughs> okay, okay. That's my this number 10. Yeah, right. 1966 Green Bay Packers, man. 
And uh, number nine is the 91 Redskins. Oh, okay. Ooh, number eight, 95 Cowboys. 91 Redskins beat the 95 Cowboys. Okay. I, th- uh, I, think, I think they would number be Number seven, bad. 1994, Jones, Doc. You, you probably already know who this team is. 94. Love to play with these boys on Madden. The 94 49ers. Yes, sir. 1994 49ers, man. At number seven, I got the Ravens. 2001 Ravens at six. Here we go. 1989. The 49ers at five. Mm-hmm. You love them Niners, don't you? Hey. <laughs> hey, number at number four, I got the 72 Dolphins. Number three, I got the 86 Giants. Number two, I got the 85 Bears. And okay. the number one team for me is the 1984. Y'all ready for it? 49. 49. 49. Hey, 49. I can't run. 49ers my squad, especially on Madden, bro. Anything Four. I was playing, I played with the Niners, boy. Yeah. That defense was live. That defense was always live for me, man. So, so you took the 95 Cowboys? I mean. Honestly, I'm going to be I'm gonna be real honest with you. I mean, you could have picked any one of them. It don't matter. I ain't a Cowboy fan, so I don't really care. I just gave them a spot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they, not that they didn't deserve it. I'll be they they deserved it, but I just picked one. It didn't matter. They won oh, the Super Bowl, okay. so right. Yeah, man, yeah. that's that's what I feel, man. That's that's what I like, man. But I, I know number 10 probably caught y'all off guard. What was your number Packers. 10 again? Oh, oh, oh the 66 Packers, boy. The 66 Packers. <laughs> yeah. He didn't even want to put in the 95. Uh, hey, I, I wouldn't even Packers. I wouldn't even a seed in the sack. He, he went 30 66. years later to uh, uh to 66 instead of 96 with Brett Favre. Because yeah, <laughs> uh, that, that 96 team, man, it was screened your behind the deck. Yeah, man. That, that was ridiculous, man. But, and, and I figured I, I figured I'd probably have y'all looking at me crazy because I had all them 49er teams on there. Well, no, I mean, I'm not mad. Wild, though. I, I got two of them. <laughs> so. Yeah, they, they, they was they was live though, man. The Giants. Oh, yeah. Live, man. Yeah. Yeah, they 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 was pretty tough. They was pretty tough for that era. I didn't, even, I didn't even look at it too. I could I probably could have done a better job with the Cowboys pick, especially with the Redskins beat. But it's it's all good. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, it's all it's all good. Well, um, who do you what what do you have in Greece? Well, uh, my list is composed of uh, uh, these Super Bowl teams and their accomplishments during the season. Uh, Things that they accomplished, stats, all this stuff, uh, you know, Hall of Famers and, you know, just great things about them. Uh, coming in at number 10, I'm going with the 2000 Ravens. That defense, uh, yeah, buddy. they showed up in the uh, in the playoffs. And when I'm talking about flipping the field, and we, it, that, that offense was anemic. But that defense made up for it. You know, in the playoffs, uh, you know, they only allowed 16 points in three games. Got to the Super Bowl, and it was a wash. They, they just beat, they just blew the doors off the Giants. Uh, I mean, that was just ridiculous. Uh, right. Coming in at number nine, uh, I got the 78 Steelers. Uh, uh, you know, going back to uh, – 
uh, that season, you know, the uh, Steelers after a two-year layoff, uh, 76-77, not making the bowl, this team returning. Uh, that was Super Bowl uh, 13. Mm -hmm. them, them coming back and uh, beating the Cowboys. Jackie Smith, he, he probably – he, he probably still kicking himself uh, <laughs> over that drop pass in the end zone. But this team was, uh, you know, now the the offense has opened up in '78 and um, and uh, uh not Stalwart. Well, yeah, Stalwart had a big game, and uh, you know he, he just took Cliff Harris and and uh, I can't think of the other guy back there. He, he just took them to school. Charlie Waters. Yeah, yeah, Charlie Waters. It, it wasn't nothing you could you could do with that '78 Steelers team. Uh, coming in at number eight, uh, I went with the '92 Cowboys. I mean, that mm -hmm. team was you know you, you had the triplets, uh, uh, Michael Irvin, uh, e, uh, e Smith, and and Aikman, and that, that was just a great football team that just mm -hmm. they, they just handled Buffalo, and they. Uh, you know they could have set a record. Uh, yeah, could have. Thanks to Leon Lett, but <laughs> we ain't gonna get into that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> number oh, seven. I put this team in because of Aki's. Uh, <clears throat> they acquired one individual that put them. Uh, you know, in the nineties, it, it was just these two teams. But uh, on the early nineties. I'm gonna go with the '94 49ers, uh, prime on there, and uh, uh, I, I know it wasn't Montana; it, it was Steve Young, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, you know you had Ricky Waters. It, 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 this team was just—I mean, before the season started, like oh, 49ers went to NFC West, uh, <laughs> see Dallas in the NFC Championship, and everything happened, and that Super Bowl against San Diego. That was a watch. It, it was over at halftime. The game was hell. It was over it in the first quarter. Yeah, <laughs> it was over in the first quarter. True. You got nothing you could do with that. Because I think it was like two, I think it was like 21-0 first quarter. I was like, dang. It, it, it got out of hand quick. Uh coming in at number six. Uh I got mad respect for this team. Uh it was just straight ball control. Uh, greatest linebacker of all time, probably mm -hmm. one of the greatest linebacking corps uh, with LT, Harry Carson, and uh, 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 Carl Banks, and uh, Gary. I mean, this this team was uh, that, that front seven was it, it, they got after they got after real good. Then you had Phil Sims, who eventually became Super Bowl MVP of uh, Super Bowl 21, uh, 86 Giants. I mean. Uh, they had Morris running the ball, and it, it was just straight ball control. I mean, they came out to L.A., and, and they just punched the Raiders in, in the mouth, basically, just controlling the football. And this is how they played throughout. Uh, number five. Number five, uh, I'm going with the 75 Steelers. Uh, you know, uh, second of their Super Bowls. Uh, this was uh, – Super Bowl 10, uh, a big game from uh, uh, Lance Swan, who just made catch after catch, and he, he was just lighting the Cowboys up. Right. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't nothing they could do with him. Number four, number four, I got to go with this team. Uh, 
en route to the uh to the Super Bowl, they didn't allow a single point. A single. Then when they made it to the Super Bowl, it, it was a wrap. Another Super Bowl that was over by halftime. It's the uh, 85 Bears. Yeah. 85 Bears was just ridiculous. I mean, yeah. uh, that only loss uh, was that Monday night game, and Marino just, with, with, with the Marx brothers, Duper and Clayton just did their thing. But this team was very special, right. very special. Uh, next coming in at number three. <coughs> number three, I'm going with the uh, 76 Raiders. That mm-hmm. team, uh, that O line, the greatest offensive line of all time. You know, you had uh, Shell, Upshaw, uh, Dalby, and, and, and uh, Beulah, and and uh, Lawrence on there. I'm, this this Raider team, uh, you know, they was always next season, next season, next. And it was one interesting game uh, they played on Monday night uh, against Cincinnati. The stakes were if Cincinnati wins, it knocks the Steelers out the playoffs. But Madden didn't want that, uh, you know, RP John Madden, who we lost uh, this past year. Uh, he didn't want that. And the Raiders went out and they just smacked Cincinnati around and uh, they beat Pittsburgh in the AFC Championship 24 7. And, uh, and then Minnesota, uh, that was a wrap. I mean, they straight handled their business. Yeah. Number two team, I got the 84-49ers. I knew it was going to be the 49ers. 84-49ers. I mean, this team uh, in that playoffs, I mean, they they, they took them 84 Bears to the uh, woodshed. Uh, and they beat a, a, a solid Redskins team. I mean, this team was no joke. I mean, and, and, you know. They had they 10 pro bowlers. Yeah, and Damn. the thing about Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl nineteen is everybody came to see an offense, but the wrong, you know, because they played the eighty four Dolphins. Everybody came to see an offense, but the wrong one showed up. Mm-hmm. Dan Marino's year turned into Montana's day, mm-hmm. as Montana was named MVP, and my number one team. Uh, no one has done it. The Patriots came close until they met them Giants. Number one team. Uh, well, going back to this 49er team, I need one, I'm gonna put one more stat with them. 84. That 84 49er team was the first team to win 18 games in a season. 18. They went 18 and one that year. And then, of course, following year, it was the Bears uh, in 85. But this 72 team, they went 17 and up. And went 17 and 0. Uh, uh, and then through the playoffs, the way the system was set up, they didn't have a, like when they played Pittsburgh, that game was in Pittsburgh. Right. Because uh, the way the NFL had was structuring the playoffs, it, it was just weird. But this team, 72 Dolphins, uh, I'm not a Dolphin fan, uh, you know, but this 72 team was was good. After losing to Dallas the previous Super Bowl, mm-hmm. uh, the previous season, they came back strong. They right. came back strong in 72. Right, right. So we got the uh, 
72 Dolphins as the greatest team of all time and book Breezy. And we have the 8449s and book King Dre. Um, so I did a little yeah, research. Wow. <laughs> Not I did a little research. Uh, didn't dig too deep into the analogs, just the old eyeball test and just some, you know, uh, analytical part of what happens and why some of the Super Bowl teams go on the runs that they do. Uh, as my number 10 team out of 2013 Seahawks, mm. 2013 Seahawks, Legion of Boom. Uh, I think they uh, yeah. took the, I think they took the blueprint from the Raiders of the 70s, you know, Skip Thomas, Jack Tatum, Willie Brown. They took the blueprint from them as far as having man-to-man corners. The Raiders even pushed it into the early 80s with Mike Haynes and Lester Hayes. So they took that that blueprint of having the secondary um, full of all pros. Cam Chancellor was the master at the robber position. Demarius Thomas found out on his first slant route, separated his shoulder. Peyton Manning fumbled the, the the shotgun snap, and as we can pretty much remember, that game was over by midway second quarter. Exactly. Um, I say when what they did that season leading up to the Super Bowl, it was tough going into Seattle. Everything went through Seattle at that, that time. They played on synthetic turf. They had a great pass rush, and they just basically had an Earl Thomas who was a – Ed Reed clone, which Sean was doing his thing. Browning was was physical, let the bumper run. And then when we have a pass rush and you want to get rid of the ball quick, and like I said, you had Bam Bam Camp roaming that middle. They, 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 they made it tough. The offense was Russell Wilson and young Russell Wilson, Beast Mode, uh, mm. and Doug Baldwin. So that was a pretty good team. Uh, they did what they did for their time, uh, considering that they played against a modern offense and what paid. And was able to do that same season with throwing, I think, something ridiculous, 55, 56 touchdowns, and they just shut them down. So big ups to Seattle. 2013 Hawks, my number nine team. Now, this is not really much of a surprise, not really much of a shocker, but for what they were able to accomplish also, uh, just a simple, just because of the simple fact that uh, – you know, during the season, they had a lot of quarterback issues. Uh, they weren't quite sure if Jay Schrader was the guy, if Doug Williams was the guy. They had some issues mm. on the offensive yeah. line. I'm going with the 87 Redskins football team. At that time, they were called the 87. At that time, they were called the Washington Redskins. I'm going to go with those guys. Their regular season was full of turmoil. I think it was a strike short season. I think, they missed, I think they missed a game or two. It wasn't, you know, like they missed five games or six games. I think it was a game or two they lost. Um, but considering what they were going through at that time and how they just concluded the playoffs with the absolute devastation of the Denver Broncos, it was it was it was pretty impressive. Timmy Smith, we've never heard from this guy set the Super Bowl rushing record. That offensive line was the truth. I mean, they they the Hogs, I mean, that was that was the best version of the offensive line. And uh, like I said, Jay Schrader was kind of a prima donna. The team responded. Kind of reminds me of what Philadelphia was able to do with Nick Foles and how the Eagles really screwed up by going back to Carson Wentz. Look, the team responded better to Nick Foles. They responded better to Doug Williams than they did Jay Schrader. Jay Schrader was a good quarterback. He got them to the NFC Championship the year before. They ended up losing to the Giants. He comes in. He's on his prima donna role. He's stinking it up. 
Doug Williams is like, get me out. I, I, I don't want to play football anymore. You know, and in route, now, and uh, and who they beat in the playoffs? Oh, uh, they. I think uh, they. I know, I know they. Beat, I, uh, they. Uh oh. Bears and they beat the Vikings. They beat they did the run of uh, Walter Payton. They ended Walter Payton. That was Walter's last game. Uh, I think it was the game where um, Daryl Green. Um, the rib. Yeah, the rib. Or maybe that was the year before, but they ended up ending the, ending the Bears run, which is like 85 through 86, 87. The Bears were, you know, they were they were contenders, but Washington uh, beat them in 86 and 87. I remember Sweetness sitting in the cold, hands in helmet, and that was pretty much over. But just for the simple fact, how the way they this just dominated the Denver Broncos coming out of the AFC, they gave them boys like 35 points in like 10 minutes. And, and I think Doug Williams has the Super Bowl record. Yeah, for yeah, I've, yeah. I've, ne- I've never, seen, I've never seen anything like that at all, as far as you know, complete, just total, utter destruction and, and pounding and domination. That's what '87 those guys were able to do. My um, number eighteen, I'm gonna go with the 2000 Ravens. Ray Lewis, Rod Woodson. Uh, the offense was pedestrian. Don't turn the ball over. But for what they were able to do, they did set the single season record, four fewest points allowed. Uh, they broke the 85 Bears record. Um, hey, man, Ray Lewis, they had what was called the Triangle of Death at the time. They had Sam Adams, Tony Saragusa, and Ray Lewis. Uh, I think they gave up goose. like 30. Yeah, big goose. I think they gave up like 35, 40 yards rushing per game. You could not run the ball up the middle, and the offenses had – no idea how fast that defense was. Then you had Peter Bowler from Florida State. I mean, you had Kelly McCrary at, at one end. You had uh, Jamie Sharper. You had a uh, uh, former Miami Hurricane Dwayne Starks, Arizona uh, Arizona cornerback uh, Chris McAllister. Yep. Rob Woodson was playing safety. Kim Harrington was kind of playing that Robert role too. The offense it left a lot to be desired. I think they had Brandon Stokely and one of the one of the Ishmael boys. I don't even think it was right. I think it was Roger. Yeah, Quadri Ishmael. So it was the younger brother. They had uh, Shark at tight end. Uh, he had coming over. He had came over. Running game was pretty good. Jamal Lewis at that time. You got to remember, Jamal Lewis was a beast before the injuries took yeah, him out. Yeah, he was young. Yeah, he was doing his thing. So it was just feast of famine. Let's just get it while the getting is good. And in the deep, in the and then the playoffs. You know, I think that closest game was Tennessee, and you know Eddie George and the Titans fumbled the ball away. They went to Oakland, uh, kind of a dirty place. There, Goose Falls on his yeah. shoulder. Oh, hold on, hold on, Jones. This, yeah. I got, I got. You you're talking about the Ravens and, and the Titans, right? Yeah, Ravens. So and I just want to throw this in there for just cause. Ray Lewis straight up punked Eddie George. He did. They had some. Yeah, they they had some. Yeah, he punked Eddie George, bro. They had some. Um, two two hundred twenty five pound running back got straight punked. Well, that was his first time being hit like that. You got to remember, right. probably in high school and college, he was probably the biggest and baddest dude out there. So he just ran over everybody. And everybody has their come Jesus moment. And he so happened to be Ray Lewis. And you got to remember, uh, Tennessee and Baltimore, they would play annually. So it was just kind of like they had bad blood out for each other. Eddie, and Eddie, Eddie George wasn't the same after that, man. No, nah, Eddie George here. And, you know, yeah. And then, the same then, uh, division before the August Red Lions yeah. started. And then before, and then he heard he got hit hurt. He got hit hard in the first first half of the game, and then in the second half, and it was time for Tennessee to go make the play. He heard the footsteps. He fumbled it right and falls right in Ray Lewis' hands. He scampers down the sideline, and 
they uh like you said they they beat uh rich gannon them uh and then the super bowl it was just the giants they had no answer for them. uh coming in uh at number seven i thought long and hard about this i'm gonna go with the 86 giants uh just for a simple fact ball control offense joe morris did his thing mark Barrow, field sim Emmanuel. but it was the deep it was the defense. It was without a doubt the defense. That 34 defense, Lawrence Taylor, Carl Banks, you know, those guys, uh, Harry Carson, Leonard Marshall, you mm. know, they just did what they did. Uh, shut down the uh, NFL MVP, John Elway. Uh, a lot of people uh, forget that Carl Banks is very underrated. You know, he did his thing. So I had that team uh, and just for the fact that uh, Sims got hot and, he took over the second half. I think he set a Super Bowl record, 22 out of 24 passes. And yeah. that game that game got out of control uh, pretty uh, pretty quick. Uh, number six, I'm going to go with the 89-49ers. Mm-hmm. 89-49ers. They did some damage, too, um, on their way to the Super Bowl. Uh, I think well, they had- For two seasons, they had the longest road winning streak. Right. I think they did um, some damage during the regular season as well. Uh, the Giants actually – well, no, the Rams were their nemesis that season. The, uh, the Giants ended up losing to the Rams in 89. The Rams had beaten the 49ers twice in 89. Well, they but, split in 89. Uh, okay, okay, they split in 89. Yeah, because that one Monday night football game, the 49ers won. That's what Taylor That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay, I thought that was 88. But, anyways, so we go into um, the NFC Championship and, you know, we watching the game. I was like, yeah, the Rams kind of do give them a hard time. No. They, it was 33, Jim. Jim yeah, Jim, Jim Everett heard. Jim he, Everett he heard footsteps. Footsteps and seeing ghosts at the same time. Yes, Jim Everett was hearing footsteps and uh, seeing ghosts, and, and and that game was over pretty quick. So uh, my number five team of all time, I'm going to go with the 1992 Dallas Cowboys. Mm. 1992 version of Dallas Cowboys. Um, say what you want. If you don't have to like it, but if Dallas had you down by ten points going into the third quarter, <laughs> it's a wrap. Emmitt Smith left. Emmitt Smith right. Emmitt Smith draws. Went to Michael Irvin. Seven yards, six yards, five yards. It wasn't no stopping. It wasn't no stopping. That's what it was. Not to uh, not to overlook what they did on defense. People. Got- Remember at that time, like I like when we were talking about our all-time linebackers debate, uh Ken Norton and and you know that defensive line, they they was pretty stout, you know, in the early 90s. Jimmy Johnson, you know, he had some some canes on that defense. Ken Norton from UCLA, Russell Maryland, Tony Casillas, he coached him at Oklahoma. I mean, they bring in Charles Haley. I mean, if you ask me, that Charles Haley trade shifts the whole San Francisco Dallas robbery. I think if the 49ers were able to keep Charles Haley, then they probably beat Dallas in the in the '92 NFC Championship. You see what I'm saying? But they didn't have the they didn't have the defensive line to combat some of that. And then defensively, they were able to pressure Young with 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 Charles Haley coming off the edge. Uh, number four, I'm gonna go with the '85 Bears. Mm. Number four, I'm gonna go with the '85 Bears. It is what it is. Uh, Buddy Ryan, the master of the '46 defense. Uh, Needs no explanation. I mean, <laughs> you saw what they did to New England, and we saw what they did to Ferguson, the NFL's leading rusher at that time in the 85 NFC Championship. Singletary meets him in the hole uh, early in the first quarter, and the snow started falling, and the Bears was Bears were uh, Bears were they were on their way. Number three, I have 
the 83 Raiders. Not 76. You like 83? I like the I like the 83 Raiders. I like the 83 Raiders simply because their their cornerbacks and their ability. Mm. You have to remember coming in and you have to remember coming in in 83. At that time, the Redskins, Thiesman, Riggins, those guys, and the Hogs, they had the highest scoring offense in NFL history to that point. At that time, you right. At that time, the highest scoring in the high scoring team in NFL history. They had one in '82. They had pretty much steamrolled everybody in the NFC NFC playoffs. Now, what happened in '83 NFC Championship? Did the 49ers get screwed? Yeah, they got screwed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they got well, that, you. That would have been a nice matchup, 49ers. And, and they got, but they got robbed. Uh, Ronnie Lott got called for holding, and but you know that's when we kind of saw. Hey, man, well, we saw Joe Montana do what he did to Dallas in the '81 championship, but the '83 game was when kind of Joe hit legendary status because it was 21, what nothing, 24 nothing. And in the fourth quarter, Montana threw three touchdowns and boom, the Redskins look up. They like, what is going on? And if not for some of those, yeah, if not for some of those calls, we maybe we could have been looking at our California Super Bowl in '83. But the ability for Lester Hayes and Mike Haynes to lock up on Art Monk and Charlie Brown and Reggie Kenlaw, he destroyed the whole Hogs by himself. His Him, ability, uh, yeah, Alzado and uh, uh, Howie. Yeah, his ability to stuff the run and just you know be able to lock up on those red skin receivers one on one. Skins had no answer. Uh, my number two team of all time, I'm going to go with the 75 Steelers. Mm. I'm going to go with the 75 Steelers. Uh, didn't get a chance to see him play, but history speaks for itself. Uh, the original Steel Curtain, man, Jack Ham, Jack Ham. I've never seen a star studded defense as such. Uh, Franco Harris and Bradshaw, you know, uh, looking at some of the stats, stars hadn't even arrived yet. It was basically run, run and hit 20 over the top deep. Bradshaw did throw a good deep ball, so they did just enough. But that's if you look through analog with history, with the defense, it's hard not to put uh, the 75 Steelers up there. Number one uh, team of all time, I don't even have the 72 Dolphins on there. They did what they did from 1972. I clapped for them with the best team I've ever seen. And just going through history, I'm going to go with the 84-49s. Mm. Mm. I, think, I think they were actually the closest team – to go on undefeated than what then the Patriots did when they went 18 and one. If not for a pass interference and a regular season loss 17 to 14 in 1984 at home to the Pittsburgh Steelers, go back and look at what happened the rest of the season. 84 49ers actually came the closest to duplicating what 72 Dolphins did. They didn't get to the last game and choke. And if you remember anything about that Super Bowl out there in Pasadena, California, 85 in January at Stanford Stadium, hey, man, that Super Bowl was over with second quarter. And their ability to play defense, they were quiet. They didn't have an identity. Uh, they didn't do a lot of trash talking. They weren't loud like the Bears barking in the snow. Uh, you know, they, did, they didn't really intimidate. They didn't intimidate anybody. They didn't have, you know, the gaudy numbers of the 83 Redskins or, you know, you know, whatever. That's what they they had the number one defense and and they ranked number two in offense. They quietly, they just quietly handled business. At halftime, at halftime, huh? the the score it, it wasn't out of hand. That game got out of hand in that third quarter. They, uh, Coach Walsh went in there and, and made it, and they, they just took off. It, it yeah, wasn't, it, it wasn't with Montana that day. 
Yeah, it, it, no, they couldn't do nothing with it. And uh, just looking back on some of their films, like for most of the player, for most player accounts, Don Shula had no idea how to how to cover. And I will say this: how to cover how, how to the uh, West Coast. There was no Jerry Rice. There was no Jerry Rice. Rice that was it. There was no Rice on the '84 or or '81 49 squads. Rice didn't come to '85. Right. But they did have Dwight Clark and uh, uh, Freddie Solomon. Freddie Solomon and and the Ronaldo Neilau. Ronaldo Neilau. Yeah. Uh, yep. And uh, that that team was just. Hey, what what can you say? That West Coast, the right. West Coast, the way Walsh's offense was, it put pressure on the Saints. Right. Uh, you you have to make a choice, like uh. If I got a tight end and a receiver, like if my uh, receiver's mm-hmm. running a corner or a fly, and the tight end running a, 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 cor- a, a post, mm-hmm. and now there's uh, the safety guy make make a decision which one do I take? Right. And even if the tight end was just running a, a, a ten and out, and the receiver was crossing, right. you still got to pick your poise. Right. Right. And not only that, that's why you saw the 49ers because now the linebackers are taken out. That's why you saw the 49ers able to dunk the ball off to, to uh, Ken Folk, Earl Cooper, uh, Carl Monroe, Roger Craig. Oh, mm. That's why the running backs were open. Right. And as I was saying, uh, tight ends. right. And as I was saying, by most player accounts uh, from the 1984 season, by the time they got to the Super Bowl, by the second or third drive of the game, uh, the 49ers were they they pretty much realized Don Shula was still running defenses from like 1978, and they had no idea how to cover the West Coast offense. And and let's not forget that 49 defense. Oh, the 49 defense was awesome. They had uh, they finally got tired of drafting and 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 uh, or tired of uh of the people you know that they had drafted uh or the people that they had in camp. They got tired of them getting burnt, and finally Boss just said we're going to address it. And the year before, he, uh, yeah. And, and, the, and the, yeah, and a couple of years before that, he had just went ahead and just drafted, you know, bam, bam, bam. But yeah, I remember, I remember uh, Eric Wright and and and, and Dwight Hicks and Ronnie Lott and Dana McIntyre. Yeah, uh, yeah. Carlton Williamson. I remember those guys. The, the, that the, entire the, secondary made the uh, the Pro Bowl that season. That right. entire secondary. Right. The defense, uh, defensive line was underrated too. Uh, Dwayne Boyd, like you said, you had. Uh, Fred Dean. Fred Dean. He's in the he's in the halftime smoking a pack of cools. And he go out there and get you three or four sacks. That's but crazy, man. That's crazy. It's absolutely crazy that you smoke cigarettes and stuff back back in the time. And you look at some of the old NFL films, you can see Lynn Dawson sitting there um with a beer. I think it was a beer. It may have been a beer or it may have been a bottle of water, but he was he for sure was smoking a cigarette too. It's just crazy. Right, right. It's just right. Right, it's just crazy to think about, you know, how much nutrition and stuff has changed, and you know, players today, you you wouldn't, you would hardly think about those guys lighting up a cool or a Newport, you know, at halftime. But that's what it was, and that's what they did. But it's been a pleasure. This one has been a good one. We look forward to bringing you some more action as we count down and get ready for the Super Bowl uh, next Sunday. Uh, don't forget to check us out every Friday night, 8 p.m. Anchor FM, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Just Noise. Shout out to Worldwide Youth Events down in College Station, Texas. Edna Joy Jones. You can catch her on Facebook. 
Worldwide Youth Events on IG, Worldwide Youth Events for M. Greasy, Doc, and King Dre, Super Bowl's best team. It's been a blast. And it's just noise. <laughs>